1: San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe.
2: A former San Antonio Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin. Why did you do it?
3: I did it because I was foolish.
2: Listen to How to Bribe a Judge on revolverpodcast.com Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I fucking love them. I can't get
1: enough of them. Let's hear that Boston next.
4: Big job there for Duffy and Brett hurt Now out oh, goes Duffy. Out oh, does it again. Rock'em sock'em robots here.
1: Oh my goodness! I believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here
4: are your hosts,
1: John Anik
4: and Kenny Florian.
0: Oh, back in the home studio for the first time in in three weeks, maybe it's uh, Monday, July twentieth. We we've shifted the time of our of our broadcast, Ken Flo. So we're coming to you at six p.m. Eastern. It is three o'clock in the afternoon on the West Coast. It's episode two fifty nine of the Anakin Florian podcast. Oh, is it good to see? Is it good to be back in the United States of America? Good afternoons
4: it's It's good to see you as well, man. First of all, how are you functioning? Are you on Abu Dhabi time right now?
0: Vegas time? What the hell is going on? So I'm on Eastern standard time. I mean, I tried to stay on us time, so I think I navigated it as best okay. you can. I'm, I'm drinking green tea. There I'm not go. drinking, uh, you know, my own urine, like the <laughs> Machida, although it looks that way, <laughs> but it's great to be back. And there's so much to talk about in I could get into all the behind-the-scenes stuff in Abu Dhabi. This W Hotel in Abu Dhabi was just absurd. The whole experience was absolutely crazy. Everybody in hazmat suits and and you know nasal swabs and throat swabs and uh, you know you walk downstairs to get tested. It smells like the cleanest place on earth. You know, I mean, it smells like sanitizer. They clean the chair as soon as you get up. Couldn't have, have been in better hands. And wow. it's crazy juxtaposed against what all these other sports leagues are going through right now. The UFC and Dana White and the executives all deserve a lot of credit, obviously. But, gosh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. You know, I printed out all these fight cards again, Kenny. We had two fight cards, and we need to recap it somehow. Um, I guess we can start with what's most recent, uh, and then Calvin Cater can be second. But Davison Figueredo is a UFC flyweight champion, and there's no doubt about it. Not only that this division, I think, 125 pounds for the men, deserves to be around but that there might be a dominant champion. What what an effort by the Brazilian. It's hard for me. My memory's not great, but to think about another champion winning a belt, vacant or otherwise, so emphatically uh, the way he did on Saturday night.
4: You know, there was a lot of pressure on him. Um, obviously, his last fight against Benavidez, uh, very controversial, of course, because he didn't make the weight. Um, and the fact that he was able to make the weight and perform Perform like he did uh, even better than he did his first outing against Benavidez really says something about this champion I know you have more information on all, all the kind of trials and tribulations that he had to deal with just to get out to Abu Dhabi and make that weight but uh, This guy is an assassin. Um, I think he's really coming into his own. He's he's comfortable in his style and who he is as a person uh, and you know, really has matured as a fighter. The fact that he's a- he was able to look that good against a guy in Benavidez who's been around for what seems like forever yeah. uh, and has accomplished what he, what he has in this sport really says a lot about how damn good, uh, Figueredo is.
0: The quarantine that he had to go through, right, first in Sao Paulo after, I think, allegedly testing positive. So his quarantine Mm. there was extended. I was told the accommodations there weren't ideal. Some people couldn't even open a window, which obviously is very different than having a balcony, for example. Um, But, you know, Joseph Benavidez had gotten out of his quarantine in Abu Dhabi before Davison Figueroa had even arrived at the host hotel. So he gets out of his quarantine in Abu Dhabi on weigh-in day. Certainly not ideal, but clearly... He attacked the weight management several months prior, right, and made a calculated effort to make sure he would land at 125 pounds. Fought beautifully. I don't know if he would have been able to sustain it, um, but there wasn't much uh, defensively there from Benavidez. Technically, what were your thoughts on the fight? Because – You know, this was really thrill and agony in every sense.
4: It it really was. You know, um, it it was tough because there's just a lot of fundamental flaws in the striking game of Benavidez. You can't just, you know, put your head down and charge in straight lines or back up in straight lines in this sport anymore. Uh, The the sport has evolved a lot. And, um, you know, coming off of his last performance against Figueroa, I said, you know, these are things that are kind of, uh, embedded into the bones of Benavidez at this point, it's going to be hard to really untie all those knots and all those problems. So, um, I, I, I didn't like this fight for Figueredo. Uh, I didn't like this fight for Benavidez. Sorry against Figueredo based on how they matched up the first time around. Um, Benavidez just wasn't fainting properly. He, he did at least didn't really um attack with his wrestling. I don't know if he was wasn't able to get into the proper range for for whatever reason, but um it, it was just very patient, was landing the right shots, um and Benavidez's footwork just was just not there. And um it was hard because everyone loves Joe Benavidez. He's a yeah. great guy. He's been around forever. Um, we've seen him so close before and, uh, it's just unfortunate all the way around just in, in the,
0: in the way that he took, um, you know, uh, took that beating. It, it was just hard to, it was hard to watch. Yeah. I thought it lined up well for him. Obviously there were adjustments, uh, that weren't made, you know, I'm not the technical go-to source, but, uh, certainly that performance left a lot to be desired. I know he's disappointed, you know, and this one stings, you know, I feel for Megan, obviously who's my good friend, his wife. Uh, and she's had to deal with a lot of shit uh, as reporter and wife. So uh, I feel for her. Uh, in all likelihood, this was his last chance to break through. And, uh, you know, I know you've been on the wrong side of UFC title fights and you can relate to a lot of that. Uh, you know, this will be a tough few days for him, no doubt about it. But this is a performance from Davison Figueredo that has to be celebrated, even though our time is short per the fucking 15 athletes I have to get to today. But so this guy wins the flyweight championship. He does so decisively. He's about as watchable as it gets. And I got to hear from our producer, Cody talking about 135 pounds people are talking about cody garbrandt or henry cejudo coming back you know i'd like to just see this guy enjoy a championship and maybe just take on whoever is is near the top i don't know what Brent, brendan Moreno's up to i'm sure there are ranked guys i don't know who the the number one contender is now that it's not benavidez but i'd like to see figueredo try to stay at 125 pounds and uh and be a dominant champion like he looked on saturday
4: uh, I would as well. And listen, I think the UFC does as well. The UFC has been looking for a guy who they really can build the division around. Uh Figueredo and his style is something that I think really could be marketed. Um he's an excellent champion and uh, I think he's going to be there for a little while, man. Uh, what a fantastic fighter he is.
0: How about that just pulled it out of my ass, Brandon Brandon More- Brandon Moreno. See, this 6 o'clock start time might not be good for me, you know. There's a lot we can put in our system before this time. So Moreno is number three in the world. Alessandre Pantoja, four. Uh, Alex Perez, five. Juicy A4, Miga, six. On and on it goes. I understand uh, there's not a big name among them necessarily. And, hey, if Cody Garbrandt, you know, wants to cut down to 125 pounds, I, I wish him all the best with it. But uh, I can't say that I'd advise that. Uh, even though I know he seems to have the appetite for it. I'm always in the business of Triple C. I'm always in the C4 business. If Cejudo wants to come back, I guess I just don't want to direct the conversation out of of the division right now, Um, even though I do think Figueredo, uh, it stands to reason, could be competitive up at at 35. Um, The other main event winner out of Methuen, Massachusetts, Ken Flo. I mean, do we have a shot here? Do we have a guy who can potentially... I mean, the stars would have to align, but we're in a climate that is unforeseen when the UFC is going to the hot hand. Uh, Calvin Cater's in business at Featherweight. He wins the main event. His words when not a lot of guys are competing. Uh, what'd you think of uh, the, the Methuen native Calvin Cater over Dan Ige uh, a few days ago?
3: I
4: think it was another hell of a performance um, from Cater who fought it an absolute beast in Dan Ige. Listen, I don't think Ege um, you know, lost any respect in that fight. He is a, a savage, a guy who can take a lot of punishment. Cater did his best to try to get him out of there. Uh, wasn't quite able to do it, but, um, I thought Cater looked fantastic. His striking is fantastic. I think he continues to evolve and get better. He definitely is a student of the game. Um, and he has, you know, quietly, uh, on the mic, but, uh, you know, really proved himself to be one of the best in the world. Um, I I think he's only going to get better. And I'm really curious to see how he does against, you know, the the top guys in that division moving forward. You know,
0: his nose got busted May 9th against Jeremy Stevens. He didn't know how that would hold up. You know, it was compromised early in the fight, but thankfully he was, you know, there's risk, right? But he just felt like he couldn't refuse this opportunity, right? You're not perfect necessarily when you're making a quick turn to go five rounds. He said he went to the elbows and the knees because his hands hurt, right? So maybe that is something that you need to monitor going forward for Cater. Doesn't have the biggest hands in the world, but hey, he can go to those other, you know, non padded elements when he needs to. He has a tremendous head coach in Tyson Chartier. Uh, There's A lot of details. Right. And and Tyson would admit to you that they got a lot of details wrong even in this fight, you know, but they're certainly working hard uh, as Boston's fifth team to try to bring one home. And uh, when you can get a win and not be perfect, I know they'll take it.
4: You know, there's very few very few guys who throw elbows as good as Cater. Um, you know, you look at his last performance against Jeremy Stevens when he knocked him out in tight. There was a time where he knocked down Ige with a short elbow on the inside. He is developing, like I said. He's adding weapons into his arsenal. Uh, and that doesn't sound good for the rest of the guys in that division.
0: So when one generation of fans and fighters talk about elbows, you know who they talk about, right? They talk about Kenny Florian. Right. Go to Joe Rogan's Wikipedia page. Excuse me. Ken Flo's Wikipedia page. Right. It says, you know, elbows or whatever Rogan called them. Uh, Ken Flo famous for elbows. And so we're going to talk to a guy, Jared Gordon, later today who uh, maybe you could give him a few pointers on some of those fucking Ken Flo elbows. Just cut your face right open. Um, because, again, ground and pound, I do think, is a lost art and something Jared Gordon is very good at. But uh, I know you're talking about standing elbows a little bit, but he. Cater makes him count on the ground as well yes. and uh, knows his way around an elbow. Um, all right. So we went to F- Figueredo. We went to Calvin Cater. So there are all these rookies, right, Ken that are coming in. And some of them mix martial arts as their first art, right? They started mixing them all together. Sure. But we are in a generation right now where there's so much new talent coming into the UFC. And so much of it is just so lethal and so elite and so ready to contend and take Spots in the rankings, um, you know, Jack Shore uh, and even Lerone Murphy over Ricardo Hamos, uh, Hamzad Chimaev is the guy everybody's talking about up at 85 against John Phillips. Looked like he could really contend to contend at welterweight. Uh, Munir Lizez over Abdul Razak Alhassan. It's amazing that these lesser-known guys are what everybody is talking about right now. We threw out a poll question uh, at Anik Florian Pod. Which UFC rookie, so it's got to be a newcomer, who won on Fight Island over the last week or so, has the best chance to become a UFC champion? We threw out Yuri Prohazka, uh, the win over Volkan Uzdemir, Hamzad Shimaev, Munir Lezez, and Amir Al-Bazi. Uh, 50% of you, 50.1% said Hamzad Shimaev. Did you see the preliminary fighter, Hamzad Shimaev, who the huh? UFC's... Go ahead.
4: Unfortunately, I did not see Chimaev. That's the one guy I did not see. I did not see his fight. I got to go back and watch it. I have it uh,
0: recorded. Um, but I-, I love the poll. Sorry. I-, I Keep going. So he was 50%. Yuri was 34.2%. And Munir Lizzez 10%. And on down it went. But Chimayev's fighting again on Saturday uh, at the top of the main card. They're going seven deep on the main card. 15 fights. Uh, totally obnoxious for the broadcast team. But so he's going to fight again and, and make the quick turn. It was absolutely incredible. And I think it's a microcosm for everything that's going on in the UFC right now. Munir Lizés, just Oof. this calm, violent combination. Uh, and I do think Abdul Razak Hassan will be back and will be back better than ever. He, he dealt with a lot just to make this walk. But uh, you did see Lizés. I take it, given your reaction there.
4: I, I did man. Uh, first of all, what a savage, first of all, you know, his ability to stay calm when Al Hassan was trying to knock his head off huh. literally. Uh, and he took some shots, man. So this kid is tough. He is composed. He's got a chin and then he started unleashing uh, unleashing weapon by weapon throughout the rest of that fight and picked Al Hassan apart Uh, Really showed the whole mixed martial arts game, Uh, mixing in takedowns, elbows, knees, step knees, uh, you know, kicks from the outside, leg kicks, man, what a fantastic striker. Um, I was blown away by his performance. I was inspired. He is definitely someone to watch. He's in a very tough division. So I don't know if he'll be a future champion. That, right. That's why I didn't, I actually went and picked on the poll. I went, uh, Yuri Prochaska. Right. Uh, so, right. you know, but anyways, uh, it, there, there is really some great young
0: talent in the UFC right now. Divisionally you're right though. It is so hard for Kamzad Shemayev. He might break Chaz Skelly's record, get two wins here inside of eight days or whatever it is. Uh, But yeah, it's a lot different for Yeri, who just took out the number seven guy in the world and might be two more knockouts away from a championship opportunity. So I understand why you went in that direction. But uh, yeah, Lizze just awesome and so thoughtful. My God. I mean, there's just an intellectual component to uh, the way a lot of these guys are are approaching things. And when they parlay that with the violence, uh, I don't know. You just got the sense that you were seeing some special Debuts and not that they were out of nowhere, right? I mean, Chimaev just beat two undefeated guys to get to the UFC back to back, you know. So it's not like they're beating tomato cans to get there, but uh, yeah. not necessarily uh, jumping off the film, maybe the way he jumped out of the octagon and just disposed of John Phillips the way he did. Uh, and Lerone Murphy, too, a guy who just had two really tough fights Zubair, Tahugov, and Ricardo Hamos back to back and uh, is able to get out of that uh, with a draw and a TKO. Uh, all these performances. Did you see Jack Hermanson uh, and Kelvin Gasolum, the co-main event on Saturday night? Um, I would have, but uh, ESPN kind of had some issues
4: with uh, ESPN plus. So I literally, I'm watching the fight. I saw like 10 seconds of it. Then it came back on 10 seconds of it. And of course I missed the submission, uh, the heel hook finish there by Hermanson. But man, this guy, he just has a knack for the submission game. Uh, And yet this isn't one other thing that, his opponents have to have to worry about whether it's, you know, that front uh guillotine with the arm in, arm out, doesn't matter. Um, or now this heel hook. Uh he, he is something special. I think Kelvin maybe was a little bit too lackadaisical in his defense and his approach. Maybe he hit a yeah. beautiful throw and got just got, you know, taken right into a dangerous heel hook.
0: But uh Hermanson, man, what a performance. That, that was unbelievable. Yeah. And full disclosure, I, I missed it live as well. I was watching ESPN plus and, uh, had a little, had a little mishap down here in South Florida. So (laughs) we went back and watched it, but, uh, you know, tough to see KG go out like that. But, uh, Jack Hermanson is really a problem and really knows his, his way around a submission and, uh, got to feel good for the guy too, right? He had the Copenhagen fight with Jared Cannon looked like everything was coming together for him and then has one of those two year setbacks. I like to call them when you lose in sort of a contenders bout. So a, a huge win for him, uh, to come back and we'll see if gasoline can sort of regroup here, but this is, uh, this is a pretty big setback for him right on the heels of the Darren till split yeah. decision loss. And, uh, He said he was embarrassed, so maybe you need to bottom out before you can really affect change. So uh, we'll see where gasoline goes, but a highlight for Jack Hermanson over the weekend for sure. Uh, Whether you're working on your fitness or working from home, seems these days everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you got to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and now having tried them, I can tell you they sound just as good as the other top audio brands you know. So Ken Flo and I got a pair of the newest model. They're called the Everyday E25 Earbuds. So these are the best, one yet, best ones yet. Six hours of playtime, easiest Bluetooth pairing I've ever experienced. Great bass in these things as well. Also a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls or podcasts. They're also discreet, no wires, no stems. So video calls, very good for that. I've actually done interviews in these things. You can't even tell I'm wearing them. And I would encourage you to at least go online and I bet you'll be picking up a pair of Raycons to see what the hype is all about. So now is the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash That's buyraycon.com slash for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Anik All right, five minutes delayed to Ray Longo. Uh, let's get to the Ray Longo, man. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So when you are at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel a touch overwhelmed. Perhaps you're not showing up the way that you would like to. I can certainly relate. You know, there's a phrase in the song, there's no business like show business. And it says there's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. And for me, being in the public eye has been challenging, at least in terms of always projecting happiness when perhaps that's not how I'm feeling. Well, whatever your situation, working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. And when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws your way. For me, it's imperative that I'm my best self in order to just perform at a high level. And when I don't feel that way, BetterHelp is a great option and a great resource for therapy. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. That gets you matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch out anytime for no additional charge if you're not happy. For me, I'm on the road about a years, so being able to connect with someone remotely was absolutely huge for me. And my mindset really candidly has changed for the better. So if you want to live a more empowered life, Therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Annick It's
2: now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I'm to punch a hole in this fucking chest. That's what
0: I want. The Ray Longo Minute. Starring Ray Longo. The John Annick and Kenny Florian Podcast. Oh, it's the highlight of everybody's week, right? The Ray Longo <laughs> Minute. Just mine? Just my week? Mine too. Mine too. Oh, Mine man. Too. oh shoot, uh, man. Yeah,
2: you know, I got two fans. That's good. I'll <laughs> take it. Yeah. You know what? It's not the quantity guy. It's the quality. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. This exactly. is friendship at us high at its highest level. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh so how you doing, man? I guess there's a lot of uh mixed martial arts on television if you get bored in quarantine.
2: Uh you know what I find interesting is that ESPN still they still find a way to put cornhole on before MMA. I find that is any, is it just me? I mean, who doesn't like a good game? Yeah. Who's watching that? Is anybody, can we get the numbers on that? Who's watching cornhole?
0: I'm sure we could, uh, we could chase those for you, Raymond. Uh, I, I have not,
2: yeah, my vote is to put turtle racing
4: next. <laughs>
0: yeah. What do you
2: want uh, see? A good fight in the cage or some turtle racing?
4: Uh, well, will they get you worked up with the cornhole to get you fired up for the yeah. fight. That's what. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost launched a brick through my TV to last. Uh, to last. Uh, yeah, it got me fired up for sure. Uh,
0: do uh, do you watch the hot dog eating contest or no?
2: Um, uh, you know, I guess I see clips, right? But I, I don't really watch it now. Yeah. But-
0: yeah, I can't do the the wet hot dog buns after a while. I check out, so I haven't seen that in a while. I uh, yeah. haven't ingested that in a while. So, uh, well, lots going on with you, obviously. Um, so, Matt Sarah was supposed to go to Fight Island and get the title shot for Aljamain Sterling. Do you have any update on that for the Anakin Florian podcast uh, yeah. listeners?
2: Now listen, I subsequent to my conversation with you, I've had I had a very nice conversation with Matt. He's he's pretty confident Aljo's getting that shot, right. and. Um, so am I. I mean, listen, what's right is right. You know, I think what's in the universe, that's it. Algermaine Sterling versus Peter Yon. I think that's the fight everybody wants to see. Listen, man, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, Matt also said, you know, at the time they were talking to Dana, it was like you could you could either you could agree or disagree with this because you were there. But he said it was like 5.30 in the morning. Like everybody's schedule was flipped around, everybody just wanted to go home, so Uh, I don't know if that was the right time to be quizzing anybody, you know, but uh, but I I got a good feel on the fight. I think it's the right thing to do, and uh, I think that's the fight everybody wants to see. They both certainly have earned their spot there, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's pretty simple. You know, I think Aljo's the guy, and he's he's stoked, and uh, let's give the fans what they want.
0: Yeah. So we got a lot of Georgian fighters uh, sort of taking the bull by the horns in the UFC. Liana Jojua with a big submission win. Your guy, Marab, is fighting John Dodson. So our producer, Cody Merrow, as soon as Marab won his last fight, he said uh, it's going to be John Dodson next. And that's the fight. Do you have a date for that one? Or are you guys all systems go or what?
2: No, all systems go. August 15th. He's He's having a great camp so far. Great. I mean... Fantastic sparring partners for this fight. I mean, listen, no one's Dotson's just a shitty fight for anybody. You know what I mean? Because he always yeah. has that, uh, you know, one punch knockout. And he's not, you know, he's just he's he's tricky. But uh, I think it's a great test for Marab, and uh, I'm, I'm he's excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a great fight. And again, I think we got the perfect work for it. And he's just a he is a machine, man. You know, he really oh. is. I, the guy just doesn't stop. I mean, we just just even Saturday with the sparring, we just, we have a great time. We just laugh, you know, because I love when Aljo watches him spar somebody else. Aljo just sits there. He laughs the whole time because he knows what it's like to be, you know, getting stalked by that guy. So when it's somebody else, you know what I mean, Kenny? It's really funny. It was, yeah, we, we had a re- really good time. So I'm psyched for him, yep. That's really awesome. good. Yeah, great kid. Um, I always said, and I'm always going to say, it. fantastic kid.
0: The, the motors on some of these young guys like Marab and uh, and even even Ricky Simone right obviously who yeah. had that seminal moment with but dude to all the offense over 15 minutes the pace is just absurd you know yeah. um, all right so I want to get to some of these performances so how many of these fights did you watch uh, the two shows on on Wednesday and Saturday how many of these fights of these you know 25 I, I, fights?
2: no I think I've seen most of them you might have to refresh me on a couple you know but. Um... Who, who was the main event on uh, Wednesday?
0: Uh, that would be um the Methuen, Massachusetts native, Calvin Cater. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Great yeah, fight. Right. Yeah. I, I scored, and I scored that fight way in his favor, 49-46. I don't know. what I mean, I think there was somebody online, like a, a news source, that had the other guy winning, which I think is bizarre. <laughs> right. It's insane. I, think,
4: look, I mean, you could, argue, you could argue that Cater actually won every round, too. I mean, yeah, there was yeah, one yeah. that was I mean, close, but...
2: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I think Cater, if I'm Calvin Cater at this point, I would sit back and wait. I think he deserves a lot of big fights. I mean, he's getting big fights, but I I, I, I think five rounds is perfect for him, man. I think he's right. his hands are just sharp, man. His combos are vicious. Uh, he gets it. He's got the right attitude. I just don't want to see him just fighting every week and burning out like that before he gets to a, to right. a title shot. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. He he's got to be close to something. He he's he's he's, his hands are fucking dynamite, man.
0: Oh, I love hearing you talk like that. I really do.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, Uh, because I know what the kid puts into it. And uh, again, he made his pro debut in 2007. He's been at it a long time. You know, Danny Gay will have his time. I think he's 28 years old. And uh, I think he's going to be a real nuisance for uh, for many guys in that top. Ten, if not top fifteen, so really, I'm excited to see Ege's future as well.
2: Yeah, he, look, Ige, tough as nails, durable. Look at him and Barbosa. Not that I thought he won that fight, but man, he definitely endured a lot of punishment. So he can endure the punishment and keep going. And I think he did the same thing with Kita, with a uh, Qatar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but uh, yeah, uh, he's definitely a tough kid. I mean, you got you can't take that away from him, but he just didn't do enough to win those rounds. I, I don't know what.
0: People were talking about. So, uh, what about the new flyweight champion, Davison Figueredo? Can you spell it for a thousand bucks, both names? Uh,
2: I couldn't spell it for 50,000 bucks. Just
0: try it for <laughs> a thousand bucks right now, Davison Figueiredo.
2: Figueiredo.
0: Figueredo. <laughs> uh, F- leave I- the money F- on the floor. Now, no,
2: not- do I have to get it right or phonetically? But I'm going to go Fig, F I G, E R.
0: Nope. all right. Good try, buddy. <laughs> oh, F-Y-G-A-R. A-R.
2: It's close. Big R.
0: You're missing a U in there, but hell of a fighter, huh? Oh, How about him?
2: Yo. P-U. That's what I got. Yeah.
0: P-U. Hey, uh, good,
2: John. Thanks for highlighting that I'm Ill- in illiterate. I appreciate that.
0: No, well, hey, it's like I could spell Ioannia J Jacek any which way. I could probably spell really? it backwards, but Figaretto. I, I got to work on that one. You know, there's a lot of vowels in there uh, in both Weird. names. We got oh. Davison down after the weekend, but m- more more importantly, what'd you think of uh, the fighter I, man?
2: I could spell I could spell Jan if that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you listen. First off, Joe Benavides. One thing he's got going for him, he's beloved by everybody. I hope he holds his head up. He's had a great career, exciting fights fucking awesome scrambles in every one of those damn fights so you know i, I my heart goes out to him because i know how much he had into this but uh you know this was definitive and uh you know look at it, there's nothing that 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 chapter's closed that, that kid looked really good he's powerful and uh that submission was perfect you know so i he's uh he, 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 he had a great performance, and he put a stamp on what everybody was questioning. So you always have to love those performances.
0: Unbelievable, right? Yeah. To get that show comb, uh, incredible.
2: You're too mellow today. Can you start cursing? I agree. All I read online is they like when you curse.
0: Yeah, they like that side of me, huh? It's yeah, okay, amazing yeah, that yeah. I haven't slipped on broadcast yet. I did I did uh, drop an F-bomb on pay-per-view once. I asked Joe. I was like, I'll probably say this right now. He's like, say it. So yeah. I think we said but motherfucker but just the, or something.
2: Just, just for the people, motherfucker and tits. Like, can I hear that? <laughs> uh, yes, can I hear that, please?
0: Yeah, well, no, I won't say that. I won't oh, say that. I mean, my on, daughter Teddy. is listening. <laughs> That's what so, the people want.
2: I, did, I thought it was a new era. We need
0: rating. It, it, is, it is a new era today. It is a new era. I'm, I'm getting used to the time slot, you know, a little rusty, still adjusting, um, you know, but trying to have, you know, trying to have that energy for, for the Ray Long minute. I have several more questions for you. Oh, let's um,
2: do it. I'm curious, so, man. This is my time. I love this this time.
0: One so, o'clock,
2: I'm just getting up at
0: one o'clock. I, well, <laughs> right. I, this is actually custom built for you. This is like it's prime time. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I said before you came on that for Kelvin Gastelum, sometimes you have to sort of bottom out to affect change. And I'm not saying that Chris Weidman has bottomed out, but it seems like uh, some switch has been lit with him. Is he in South Carolina getting ready for this fight right now? He, he's with Wonderboy,
2: yes, right now. He's coming back at the end of the week. I think he'll do a week here, and then he goes right to Vegas.
0: And so, and then are you going to Vegas? Is that still the plan? I mean, the climate's that's, changing that's, that's, every day.
2: Yeah, that's still the plan. But then, you know, I'm getting texts from people that Vegas is shutting down. I, I don't know what's going on. Look, it's, what, what, what's going on? I, if they're open and everything's good, I, I'm 99% sure I'm going. I already We already spoke about it. And we'll see what happens. And I I don't know. I might just stay the week because Marab's, you know, coming the following week. And then Mizuki's right after that, but somebody else will have to do that. So, yeah. look, my concern now, Judge, is... It's not even catching anything. It's being quarantined for two weeks. I mean, right. That, that, right. that anxiety of being stuck in Vegas, and nonetheless, that's, that's stuck and being healthy would drive me nuts. Right. I mean, I might have to break out and take whatever fine they have. I'm just well, warning everybody.
0: Well, if you're healthy, though, uh, healthy enough to drive across the country, I know that's not appetizing, but you can drive home. Uh, if you test positive, you can't drive home from Abu Dhabi, uh, but you can drive home. Know. from
2: Vegas. Listen, my heart, my heart was was pounding for you, buddy. Let me tell yeah. you,
0: well, well, I'm not you. even
2: joking that that's yeah. not. Uh, you know what? Well, like I hear situations like that, Kenny. I put myself in there and then that's yeah. that's the reaction you get. I'm like, holy crap.
3: Yeah. And I got to
2: tell you, Sarah wasn't. He was flipping the first couple of days. He was calling me up. He wasn't sounding good. And that guy, oh, man. I think you could light an A bomb next to him. He, didn't give, he doesn't give a shit about yeah. anything. You know You're what right. I mean? Kenny, I'll be on a train going somewhere when missiles stop. Just doesn't yeah. give a fuck. And the guy, I just never see it bother, and nothing bothers him.
0: Yeah. You That's know? from
4: jujitsu right there. You see? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that, that the synergy with the jujitsu, maybe the marijuana for him, just chills him right
3: <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: so but Ray so so what about Abu Dhabi though right because a lot of us are trying to wrap our heads around a potential reality that has us going there for a month and having them rip off a bunch of shows there if Vegas shuts down you know I just the UFC is not going to be denied they've proven in three different places that they can do live events um, while you know res- respectfully the other leagues sort of trip over their own feet so um, would you go to Abu Dhabi in this climate or no?
2: I don't know. If I yeah. go, it's gonna be you see the start of the show when Bisbing's yelling at the airport. That's yeah,
0: kinda, yeah. That,
2: I, I I empathize <laughs> with that guy. I feel like I'm doing the same crap. I'm I'm on a short fuse right now with everything. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I don't know about <laughs>
2: that. I can't I can't say what I'm doing with that. But right. you know what's sad about that whole thing, John? I would love to go that to, to Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I really yeah. would. And that's what this whole thing just.
4: Mm. Just but sucks. good luck, like, you know, good roll. luck keeping Ray Longo locked up for two weeks in Abu Dhabi. No, that's not happening. He's taken out. He's going to be like Chuck Norris. He'll yeah. swim back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a Fuck. Hey,
2: uh, I don't know, Kenny. Man, that's just it's horrible. <laughs> oh. Can't we all just get along, please? <laughs> exactly.
4: Can
2: we all just get along? This is
0: horrible. Oh, it's just amazing though, having experienced that and lived there for ten days or whatever it was. That. Staff is so goddamn locked in in terms of the cause at hand uh, that I've never felt more taken care of. So there's no doubt that the UFC can do fights there uh, indefinitely uh, and with confidence. I say that. So uh, buckle up. You know, I mean, that's not music to my wife downstairs, you know, but it is what it is.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. How's she? She's hold. She's hanging tough with all of this.
0: That's one way to put it. You know, she didn't love her husband's mustache on TV, I'll tell you that. That's not why I don't have it today, but she did not. Really?
2: Play. I mean, you notice because I know you don't have a mustache, so I didn't put a mustache
0: on. Well, that's I can grow a mustache in 48 hours. This doesn't mean anything today. I was going to the beach, so I figured I would try to get some rays on the entire face, so I shaved it. But I it'll be back it, in
2: a few it. hours. I love that beach acumen you have. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. How'd you like, so, that, uh, word?
2: How'd you like that word, acumen?
0: That's pretty good out of you. That's pretty good. I just <laughs> like hearing you support the. Let me the tell
2: you, b- so I couldn't spell Figueroa, but I could spell Tomato. Let me tell
0: you, <laughs> yeah.
4: Well,
2: Tomato, uh, Figueroa, Tomato, figurato. What is it? Which one?
0: <laughs> we might have <laughs> to start. We might one? have to actually start doing some sort of spelling bee, whereby you could actually win money on this show every week. Nah, you know,
2: I'm a, I'm a buffoon. Forget about it.
0: All right. Well, uh, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for sort of elevating the room, you know, and, dude, and de- yeah. denigrating my energy. Uh, I mean,
2: listen, you. This is Mellow John Anik today, Kenny. You got to Cody, somebody.
4: He doesn't know uh, what time, time it mellow is.
2: He's
4: is somewhere. Be- he's somewhere between Vegas time, Abu uh, Dhabi uh, time. Uh, he has dude. no idea. Look, he's done. He's cooked. he's cooked.
2: Yeah, he's look, dude. Come on. What can I do to make you? What can I do? Anything I could do to make you happy?
0: No, I think I'm gonna go have some uh, some Casamigos tequila before the Jared Gordon interview here. You know, in Kenny,
2: I don't even think he understands. He doesn't even see what's going on. I have my Casanova <laughs> mustache on right oh, now. Oh, I
0: don't. No, I can't. Oh I gosh, can I barely know. see. You.
4: I like that mustache. That's classy.
2: This is the Casanova. I yeah. thought you'd never ask.
0: Oh, you look good, man. You really do look good. See, I have to come <laughs> wait close. Okay.
2: So, uh, the Casanova.
0: Yeah, you look great. You actually really do. You got uh-huh. sun splashed. I mean, the hair—I don't even know what to say—but everything else looks uh-huh. pretty good.
2: I, let me—I th- go to Vegas, man. My hair is going to be down to my ass.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you ever see this? Ow! Oh shoot, that hurt.
0: This is amazing. What's I'm just matter? so what glad thing? you have Seriously? a platform. You know, I mean, eventually <laughs> it'll be the Ray Longo show, but for now, we'll take you.
2: All right, listen. I love you guys. I really do, John. We love you too. What, what time are you going to bed tonight? In about two hours.
0: I'll, I'll fall asleep in my daughter's room probably like 8.45 forty-five nine.
2: wow So you're yeah. close to bedtime.
0: Oh, we're, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at 3 to 3.30. Amazing. Like i still got a long way to go, man.
0: Amazing. All right, well, next week I'm going to be caffeinated. Uh, I'm yeah, going to be fired so- up. There's going to be way too much energy. I'll, I'll warn you now, but thank you for uh, your contributions and uh, we'll talk to you in a week, all right?
2: All right, guys. Take it easy, man. I'll see you next week. Great, right. Take care, Kenny. Take care.
0: Very long, ago, every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Support for the show comes from the official electric razor of UFC Manscaped. You ever had an awkward moment where you had to grapple with someone who had a full bush coming out of their singlet? No? Well, thankfully, Manscaped has everything you need to keep your package nice and tidy. Manscaped truly is the best in men's below the belt grooming their top notch ball trimmer called the lawnmower 3.0 will keep you clean without nicks and cuts manscaped has also partnered with top tier mma athletes like max holloway francis and brian t city ortega and many others who understand that hygiene matters and also know what it takes to be the best well so does this revolutionary men's grooming company manscaped they just redesigned the lawnmower 3.0 features a great ceramic blade with proprietary advanced skin safe technology No accidents for me with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. And for our listeners and viewers who are men, we just don't want you using the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. And we want to help you get there. So to get 20% off and free shipping, all you have to do is go to manscaped.com, enter the code AF, 20% off free shipping. The code is AF at manscaped.com. All right. Now joining us just a few days after UFC win number four, he is back in South Florida. And I know that because I sat right next to him up there in the front cabin. UFC featherweight hopeful Jared Gordon, friend of the program. It's good to see you, man. Congrats on a big win. I know I've congratulated you a lot, but uh, these UFC wins don't come easy. And uh, you got a big one in an interesting climate, man. and We're very happy for you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: So uh, I know you've sort of retold the story several times, and I don't even know where to begin when it comes to the obstacles uh, to get to fight night. But I guess it looked pretty hairy when you were back home and and your fiancé had tested positive and it was popping up left and right at Sanford. But uh, somehow you made it to Abu Dhabi, a few more hurdles there, and uh, were able to get the job done.
1: Yeah, it was uh, just leading up to going to Vegas was definitely pain in the ass. Um like two weeks before I got really sick. Thought I had coronavirus, but I tested like three times. I came back negative every time. Um but I had 102 fever. I was super sick. Um day after I woke up with fever, my fiance had a miscarriage. Um she was like ten weeks long. it's very uh obviously I was in like dad mode thought I was going to be a dad Uh, didn't happen then she recovers from that and like she wakes up like three days later like oh my throat hurts Uh, so we both get tested again I came back negative she came back positive for corona so then I uh, had to quarantine from her she was like you got to get out of here um, you know, I've been sleeping in the same bed with her. We've been in the same apartment. Right. So I'm like, how, how am I not going to have it, you know? Um, so right then and there, I had to drop all my things and pack for Abu Dhabi like a week early. Um, you know, she owns a couple of rental units not far from where we lives. Luckily, one of them was empty. And they're never empty, but due to the pandemic, this yeah. one was empty, luckily. So I was able to go over there, it's fully furnished, and quarantine over there. Um, everyone in my gym was popping positive. Gilbert Burns, as we all know, positive. My coaches, a lot of other guys in my gym. The only person that didn't pop positive was uh, was Hooft, Henry hooked. He's the only one that didn't have it. Uh, but he couldn't make it due to other circumstances. So... Friday before I left Vegas, I leave. I left on Sunday, the UFC calls me and they're like, uh, so what do you want to do about this? I lost all your corner And I was like, uh, do I need a cornerman? Like, uh, corner like, is there a rule saying that I need? I'll do this alone. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I actually contacted Nick Lembo, he's the commissioner in Jersey. And he was like, there's no rules saying you can't, but no one's allowed to bring you water or ice, and you're not allowed to, like, leave the ring to get it yourself. He's like, so if you do go in there by yourself, you're, you're without water and ice. <laughs> and I was like, eh, I'll take a sip of water. What do I need water for? So, um, but luckily I had Felder <laughs> and Eric stick and uh, Gary Tonin, who I trained with for years at Henzo's in Manhattan, so that was cool. Um, but, of course, Felder flew down on Sunday as well, or the next day, whatever it was. Yeah, that Sunday, he came back negative, but he sat next to Dean Thomas on the way down, who who was positive for coronavirus. So they yeah. made him quarantine in Vegas, so we weren't sure if we were going to have him as a corner. Um, so I get to Vegas. Me and Paul both tested negative. The next morning, we're running together in the parking lot at the, at the Holiday Inn Express, so... They know now I've come in contact with Paul, and he was in contact with Dean, but they let that slide because Paul came back negative. But they made him stay. So, I am negative in Vegas. They sent me to Abu Dhabi. Paul still in Vegas. <laughs> I go there alone, no cornermen, no you know, just John and the UC production team. Uh, Dane is on the plane. All the commentary guys, and so one of the uh, like a, towards the end of the flight, one of the flight attendants. I was like, hey, uh, can you come to the front of the plane and take a picture? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go to the front. Um, Bisping and Sarah and Dana are there. And the flight attendant's taking forever. He's running around doing stuff. So it's just the four of us, and we're just standing there talking for like 20 minutes. And we're on a plane, so we're right in each other's faces. So we take the picture... Uh, I'm hugging Dana. I got bis- uh, Sarah right here. Bisping <laughs> to the left of me. Whatever. Right, right. Flight attendant and the pilot. Uh, we land in Abu Dhabi. It's crazy scene. You know all the hazmat uh, people. They test us. We quarantine. I fall asleep, and it's like nine, or no, it's like four thirty in the afternoon. I'm getting a phone call from Mick Maynard, and actually I didn't even have his number, so it was just a number from Texas. So I thought it was like spam at first. And I'm looking at it and it said Houston, Texas, and I'm like, so I answer, and, and he's like, hey Jared, it's uh, me Mick mate, and I was like, oh <laughs> was God, like, uh, what's up Mick? And I knew Mick doesn't call me ever. He's not my matchmaker, so I don't right. I don't talk to him unless I see him at events. So I knew it had to. Be. He's like, ah, I got some bad news, mate. I was like, what? You're gonna tell me like something's wrong with my opponent? He's like, your your test. Came back positive, mate. I was like, "What the uh. fuck?" I was like, "How is that possible?" So I got tested on the Wednesday and the Friday before I left for Vegas. I go to Vegas, I get tested. Uh, when I got there, I'm negative, so I'm like, "All right, I'm good." So like, and now I'm there, and I'm um, I got a false, I got a, a positive result. So I'm freaking out, and then I start putting two and two together. Holy shit, I was hugging Dana White. Um, in, uh, Biscayne's case, talking to Sarah, the pilot, everyone else on the plane, the whole UFC production team, uh, Megan Levy, Laura Sanko, John, the rest of the fighters. So now I've exposed the whole plane, you know, it's a 15 hour flight. It's not like it's a 27 minute ride and you're there and you know, I'm in everyone's faces, breathing the same air for hours. So, uh, I'm freaking out, you know. And then they tell me, "Well, look, if this next one comes back positive, you have to quarantine here for two weeks by yourself." What? I got to in Abu Dhabi in the hotel. It doesn't. is a W hotel. It was nice, but after two days of being in that room, you go crazy. Right, right. Fourteen days. I was I was kind of freaking out. So now I'm thinking, "Holy shit, I'm off the card. I'm here for the next two weeks alone, and now I start researching. It's like going on WebMD, you know." By research, what are the chances of a false positive? And I'm reading things like the chances are that if you test positive, it's like 99% chance that you have it because like something triggered that test to show a positive, and it's probably some sort of viral matter or RNA of the virus. So I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, holy shit, I got coronavirus, right. and now I infected. I'm taking down the whole company, Dana. And then they' imagine if I was positive. The proto, you know, the media would have ate that up. Oh my God! Yeah, the UFC botched the plans. Not only did a fighter come to Abu Dhabi positive, but Dana White gets infected. Everyone's dying. This is what's going through my head. Of you know? course, of so, course. And now, when I showed up to my room, there was like a display of cookies that said like "Welcome to Flat Island" on it. And <laughs> and they're delivering food to our room, so I got like plates of food that I can't eat because you know I'm like watching what I'm eating. So like I get up the phone, the first thing I do is look at I'm like staring at the cookies. You know, and
3: and I'm alone.
1: <laughs> I don't have anyone in the room to work out yeah. with. I gotta drink two gallons of water, I gotta work out on a balcony that's like ten by three. Uh it's like hundred and ten degrees there. I have no motivation at this point. I wanna just eat, stuff my face and like crawl into a into a hole. So spoke to my fiance and my parents, they're like, Look, I gotta you got to stay in the game, you know, you can't. But if it is a false positive, then you're good. So I go through the motions, I eat what I have to eat. I, I got one workout in, I decided not to do my second workout because I was, like, so defeated. Um, I have to wait, like, 12 hours for the next results. So I'm, like, trying to go to sleep as fast as possible so I can wake up and get the results. And uh, finally, 9.30 in the morning comes. And now I got mixed number saves. <laughs> It says Mick Maynard. I answered and he's like, hey mate, I got great news. <laughs> the second test came back negative. I'm like, holy shit, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? so now I gotta get my head back in the game. Now I'm like, all right, it's Rocky time. I'm like on the balcony, yeah. I'm like jumping rope. Yeah. I'm fucking drinking water. I'm you know, I'm Yeah, um, that'll
0: get you going.
1: That'll got yeah, it got me going. All right. So now they're like, all right, they're gonna come to your room again. So they they made me test in my room, they wouldn't even let me leave. So they come to my room, test me again. All right, now I got to wait another 12 hours to get one more negative. Once I get another negative, I'm clear. All right, great. I'm, I'm at this point, I I I I figure I'm golden. I got to be good at this point. Whatever. The next day comes negative. All right. All this shit is not. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, I got two more things to do. I got to make weight. So this is my first time back to 45 in three over three years. I got to make weight, and I got to uh, win the fight, obviously. So I wake up on day of Wayne. I'm 158.5. So I got 12 and a half pounds. So Felder is the only one there helping me. And we've cut weight together numerous times, talking to Ian Larios, my nutritionist from Lockhart, the Lockhart guys. So I call him. He's like, all right, uh, you're a little heavy. But uh, let's do this. So, again, the sauna, I do like two, I do 20 minutes in the sauna, 20 minutes in my sauna suit on the balcony and just sitting there. 20 minutes in the sauna, 20 minutes on the ba. Uh, 30 minutes wrapped up on the balcony. I'm like, all right, I'm going to check my weight. I, sh- I was sweating so much. I couldn't believe it. Paul's like, I don't know, man. It's been less than like an hour and you're going to be disappointed when you get on the scale, you know? So, I got on the scale, fucking 151. I lost seven and a half pounds in about an hour. So I'm like, hell yeah, golden. I got this. Uh so I rest for like three hours, four hours. I get back into sauna at like one the last four and a half, five pounds. You know, it took a little bit of a push, but I got it done and uh weighed in at 145. I wasn't one forty five, I was like one forty six on the dot, but it was a sliding scale. So the guy was like one forty five. And I was like, hell yeah. Huh. championship weight <laughs> huh, huh, huh. and um i felt good man it was like my best weight cut ever I, I usually cramp a little bit feel really crappy at that point i've definitely gotten better at cutting weight um and i made way fine i rehydrated great and then i remember i back in my room that night i'm like all right one more test we'll win this fight and uh, I dominated 30, 26 every round. Uh, but I felt a little sluggish, a little slow on the feet and I, I felt composed, I looked composed, but I just didn't have that that snap and that explosiveness that I, that I normally have. Uh, but I went through a lot and time difference, uh, jet lag. I think it all affected me. but I got the job done and that was the third fight on my contract. so I'm sitting all right right now
4: you're no stranger to adversity man but dealing with all this crap before your fight what does this do to you now mentally moving forward uh especially as you kind of start this new division now uh
1: well you know i don't know how familiar you are kenny with my background um but i've sat like in jail cells facing 25 to life i've uh i've been homeless on the streets panhandling i've been in a lot of crazy situations. So like, yeah, this was very, you know, I had to persevere. Um but it's nothing I'm not used to. That's like my life story is perseverance. So um and I'm just grateful. Super lucky to even be able to make a living during these times, especially in sports. Do what I yeah. love for for a living. I'm like the luckiest guy in the world. So yeah. Um, I'm just gonna work hard. To, you know, make the adjustments I have to make fight wise because I have adjustments to make but I think that's a good thing because there's a room for growth and I'm winning fights dominantly and yep. it's only up from here so it's
0: still good. So I know I asked you this privately, Jared, uh, just in terms of, of how you spin this thing forward. And I think we saw Grant Dawson compete this weekend and it's like, he can't just turn around and make 45 and you're sort of in the same boat. Right. So it's not like you can just take these featherweight fights on short notice. Um, but this is a weird climate, I would think, for fighters, right? Because a lot of guys who are able to stay low are able to turn around quickly. Um, I know you want to get one in at least one more in two thousand twenty, but what can you tell us and maybe your fans who would like to see you get back in there, you know, sooner rather than later?
1: Um so everyone asked me, Oh, what's who's next? Who's next who do you want next? And honestly, like these last twelve months, I haven't been thinking about anything, but this next, the, the you know the fight that I just fought because who knew if I was even going to get there with everything that was going on. Um, right. I still really haven't thought about who I want next. Obviously, I was looking at some of the guys that fought on my card and the uh, you know the the recent the recent cards. Um, yeah, I mean Grant Dawson's a great fighter, and I think I match up well with him. We kind of almost have the same style. Uh, I think it would be a really great fight. Wow. Uh, I actually like to get We're friendly. Uh, Every time I see him, we're always saying hello, but I don't give a shit who you are. I'll still punch you in the face Um, and then we'll, you know, hug it out after. So, you know, I think there's a couple of guys that I definitely, you know, where I am in my career and where they are, we match up pretty well. And, you know, going forward, uh, you know, I would imagine we're both, I mean, I know I'm not top 15. I know he's not. So I think that's a fight that makes sense for sure. And then, uh. You know, you start looking at guys in the top 15, I would say, after one or two more, at least. So, yeah, that makes sense. There's other guys out there that, Amir Akane, I know he's got, like, I know he's, like, 6-1, and one though. So I'm probably a little further behind him. Uh, but, you know, how the UFC is you see guys fighting title fights that necessarily yeah. don't deserve him. So who's to say who deserves what? And, plus, the guys that I've been in there with, like, You know, I might not have beat them, but I thought Charles Oliveira, I thought Diego Ferrer, they're both ranked. Um, I have wins over some pretty good guys. So I think I, like, relatively, and the amount of fights that I have, like, I'm right there with some of these guys. So I think there's a lot of good matchups in in my future, and I'm ready to go.
0: You're you're peaking my interest, man. Well, you got to break out your Yankees hat, because I don't know if you know this, but opening day is in, like, three days, bro, so... I don't know shit about this, well.
1: I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was a Yankees fan when I was younger, I know, I know.
0: Especially 98. <laughs> I just but, like uh, to give you a hard time. Have you had uh, Have you had pizza since the win? You told me yes. you were going to have some pizza. You got that in. Out. all right? Good. I got pizza with some
1: prosciutto on it. And we had some uh, eggplant parmesan. What else oh, you got, babe? Good. Cake. Cake. <laughs> all right. Some Trey's lunches. Hey, wait, I got something to say. Ken, I have Go some ahead. mutual friends with you. Uh, Eric um, Owings. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Worked, I worked for him for like a year.
4: Oh, at cool, M-
1: man. At yeah, I was at Mutian for a while. And then uh, I don't know if you remember, it's a long time ago, obviously, but you played for BU, right? Soccer?
4: Uh, BC, actually.
1: BC. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Do you remember a guy named Jamie Hazima?
4: Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. So you I knew was, Jamie. Uh, I was close friends with him. I don't know if you know.
4: Of he course. He passed I, away. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was getting, getting the updates sure from his family.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. I think, I didn't know how close you were, so I wasn't sure if you knew. But, yeah, man, he always just talked about you. Man, Kenny would be running up and down the field, like, just wouldn't stop. <laughs> he's a we man. You know, wanna... it was a while ago. I was watching you while well, I was, like, you know, I was 18, 19 watching you in UFC. And I was a huge fan of yours. Um, but... Yeah, I figured I'd give you a little blast from the past.
4: Thank you so much, man. It's awesome to see you back on track and and doing so well. So keep it up, brother.
0: Appreciate sure it. Depends, you can. Jared, we were saying too, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of fans from maybe a different era when they think of those ground and pound elbows or they think of elbows, you know, is one of the one of the names they think about. So uh yeah. I can't wait to see you fucking unleash some of those elbows. I know you were close to putting him away, but uh I know how good your ground and pound is and I think you take it to the next level, you start to uh, you know, cause some stitches. Yeah, that's
1: for sure. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming.
0: Well, uh, hey, man, we're super happy for you. Seriously, man, I can't even imagine what everything was like. But, uh, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, having your ear, obviously, as we were going through some stuff. And I know Kamar Usman was a huge sort of source of support for you even before his title fight. And, uh, you know, I just wanted you to tell your story today because it's fucking crazy. But enjoy your fiance. uh, Enjoy some food. And uh, if there's ever anything we can do for you, uh, we're right here, kid.
1: Alright guys, thanks so much,
0: appreciate it Thanks right, Jared, good luck, Jared Gordon right. Big win right. over Chris right. Fishgold on UFC Fight Island in Abu Dhabi Fucking elbows man, just fucking <laughs> open up those elbows with a care flow uh, Alright, it's crazy but there's uh, still another fight card, there are 15 fights uh, coming up on July 25th, let's get to the main event challenge It's the main event challenge
4: The time is most definitely now Florian. Yeah. I finished fight. I'm going to do everything possible to win. The main event challenge. The
0: John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. Alright, you can find him on social media at Ian Parker MMA. Perhaps he will be changing it to like the duck MMA. It's remarkable uh, the extent to which that nickname has taken off. Uh, maybe should slow your roll on some merchandise, but I'm just trying to pump you up. Uh, it's good to see you, man.
3: Yeah, listen. Don't hit on the merchandise. I got some great designs going. I got I got a, a bat signal, but for the duck coming along, don't worry, Kenny. We'll How make sure to get you a fifteen percent off, so you'll be fine. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I got. I'm, I, dude, listen. The duck is caught on. People are hashtagging it, and yeah. people don't even call me by my name. They'll literally just tweet, "Yo, duck, who do you like in this?" And then when Calvin Cater wrote something about duck boats, I know in New England, Boston, it's a thing. I thought he initially. No, no, no. It's not a knock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, I'm really out-fucking-numbered here with New York to Boston, so I'm not going to even step in that direction. But I thought he was calling me out a little bit, so I was like, you said duck? And then um, I realized that I don't want to fuck with Calvin Cater at all, so we're good. And (laughs) don't
0: flatter yourself with the duck boats. Uh, you got a lot of championship parades in Boston. They put the athletes on the duck boat, Uh, and if Cater wins one, they might even invite me on the duck boat. That's right. I've
3: been, I, I've actually been on it. No, I was just making a joke. <laughs> yeah. You'll need to bury yeah. me as the no. no, no, no. <laughs> All right.
0: So, uh, so not a great week on the predictions, but I just want to give you a chance to talk about, uh, yeah. anybody out there who performed. Um, so I'm going to throw some names your way and you can really take it wherever you want. So much talent, so many incredible performances like Grant Dawson. You know, as I talk about MMA stock, I wish, that we could, like, go put stock or buy stock in these fighters because I would go buy as much Grant Dawson stock as they would let me buy. Uh, Armand Sarukyan is incredible. Uh, Davison Figueredo, if you got two cents on him. Obviously, the guys whose names maybe were off the radar and are now on, Hamzat Shemaya, Munir Lezez, Modestus Bukowskis, want to shout him out as well. Um, even Tyler Santos, right? I mean, we're looking for flyweight contenders. She looks like a beast, 16 and one. You know, um, what do you got for me?
3: <laughs> Nobody pronounces names that fast and in that order the way John Annick does.
0: I've had a bad um, show overall, but thank you. Buddy.
3: No, you're good. You're good. You saved the best for me. I understand. Chemaev, I think, is one of the more exciting prospects. I can't believe he's already fighting next week. I hope he gets another quick finish so we can see this guy. He, You know, I read a lot about him. I watched some tape. And when people were asking what I thought was going to happen like with Phillips, I, I would have I been shocked if it didn't end in a first-round sub. You know, or second round sub, however it went, the significant strike difference was wild. He just really showed that even at six and zero, he was he was really ready. Uh, Grant Dawson, I think he's the real deal. What I thought was more impressive about him is when I don't know if he got knocked down or if he slipped, but when he popped up, he still was able to time that flying knee. And even though the guy ate the knee, the guy still had great position around his hips, and there was no threat there. Dawson just looked very well polished. I'd like to see, obviously as his striking evolves a little bit more, therefore the grappling doesn't become as predictable, but yeah, prospect wise, stock wise, absolutely. Uh, Armand, that kid is a fucking animal at age 23. Oh. And we talked about oh. this, you know, and I thought it was interesting that he was such a big favorite over, uh, Hamos, you know, with the guy's jujitsu background, but this dude, a physique wise, this, he he looks uh it looks like me so I give him credit for that and you know Kenny get a little closer. so we're gonna break you today <laughs> you know but uh, I just think Armand's the real deal I think that was a pretty good step up in competition he dominated and Figueroa oh my God um, I don't know if we've seen someone who looks more like a actual comic book villain plays the role and performs the way he does you know I thought he might have get t- got tired out after all the punches he threw trying to finish Joey yeah. B and. Kudos to Joey B for hanging in there and not yeah. getting tapped after that first shot. But man, it's just, have we seen someone finish the way he does that weight class? The answer is obviously no. It's too bad. Demetrius Johnson's still not here. And it's too bad. Henry Cejudo has moved on for the weight class. Cause I think that yeah. would have been a really fun fight.
0: Yeah. See, it's interesting, right? That's the problem with the division. That's what scares me when people immediately want to spin it to guys who aren't around,
3: you know? Yeah. No, I know. Cause right now the only person I can think of who would be next is Brandon Moreno. And I think Moreno might present an interesting challenge scrambling wise. We know he's got a good chin. I just don't know if having a good chin matters against this fucking evil supervillain, you know, he's an evil person, obviously. He just, he literally has that look like, I'm going to kill you. You know, he really does, so.
4: That Russian Askarov is is someone to watch. I think he will definitely be fighting for the belt at some point too. So, um, yeah, some interesting things there in that division.
3: I, I like him and I like Pantoja. I don't, you know, I, I don't know if that win over Pantoja was dominant enough for me to believe sure. that right now he could beat Fig. Because I thought round one went to Pantoja with all those sub-attempts. You know, the second round, I also thought Pantoja landed the more impactful strikes. In the third round, Askarov just, you know, had more in the tank. Um, I do agree with you. He's someone to watch out for. Obviously, getting out of some of those submissions was very impressive. And I think those are the two guys that you might see get recycled again in a division that seems to recycle its title shots. Yeah, so, well,
0: at least, at the very least, there's a champion uh, worth getting wicked excited about. All right, let's oh, make absolutely. some picks. Uh, what a fight card it is. UFC Fight Night Whitaker versus Till. What a main event, I guess I should say, 15 deep. Uh, gives me anxiety just looking at the fight card, if I'm being honest. So we got six picks overall today. Uh, scoreboard is now 85-79. So Ken Flo went one and one against Gamblue. Two and two against Ian Parker, both those cappers rep and team Attic. So it's a six point lead still. Uh, and we got six picks today. Uh, we'll start with a fight that was actually supposed to go down July 15th in the strawweight division. Marina Rodriguez, minus 150, the favorite. Carla Esparza, the former champion, the plus 130 underdog. So I think Rodriguez or someone in her camp tested positive for COVID-19. So a little delay here. It happens 10 days later. Rodriguez, so 12-0-2, undefeated, but already has two majority draws in the UFC. Esparza, Ian, has won three in a row, vaulted back to number seven in the world. Competitive fight here. I love this division. Who do you think takes it?
3: Oh, I'm all over Rodriguez on this one. I think when you talk prospect in this division, I just love her aggression Uh, Her takedown defense in her last fight just showed the evolution in her game that she wants to keep this fight standing and she knows how to do it. I think Carla has come a long way from being that dominant wrestler to realizing that that type of style is not strong enough to be at the top of that division. Her hands have gotten better, but I just think she's running into someone right now that if this fight stays standing for three rounds, Rodriguez has the gas tank to do it. I think she is one of the nastier punchers and strikers in this division. Reminds me a little bit of Joanna, a little bit with those knees and those kicks. So I'm definitely going Rodriguez in this one.
0: I mean, you think Ian Parker did his homework on Marina Rodriguez, watching that fucking Rodriguez film? Power to you, because I know you watched every last prelim uh, over the last 10 days, and you would have it no other way. Um, No other way. And you're getting out a little bit, too. I'm not saying you're a coronavirus tough guy, but you're getting out a little bit. What do you
3: mean, getting out? I'm sitting on my fucking chair. That's as far as I'm going. Dude, I go to like Petco or Target, and I sit in the car while my wife is all messed up going in. We don't—that's the extension. we no, I know. Bro, we're, at, we're at the epicenter of the bottom—oops. Sorry. Epicenter of the bottom of the earth right now. I'm not stepping more than—I'll get in the car, though, and drop off some car no, I know. for you. If you why know, why you don't, don't you
0: tell, uh, tell Ken Flo and, and our listeners uh, the dog that you brought home over the weekend? <laughs>
3: so I got um, this— Potential 200-pound, half Great Dane, half English Mastiff, and I named him Thanos. And um, <laughs> and uh, Kenny, if you keep fucking with me, I'm going to ride him <laughs> to California. Seriously. Him put his jaws here, and you're going to hit that fucking follow button with that dog in your face. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did do that. Um, He's awesome, though. I mean, he's... Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. COVID makes you do a lot of weird shit. And uh, this was like a 48-hour decision... I was hoping my wife would have been like, no, you're stupid. But she saw the video. She's like, oh, fuck you. Just get him. And uh, that was that. He flew on a plane. This breeder flew on a plane from California and flew here. Gets off the, the plane, all masked up, shielded up. And he's like, yo, Ian, here's your dog. And, like, he's rolling up in this bag. And when I pulled the dog out, it just, there was more dog and more dog and more dog. And oh. uh, he's awesome. Dude, he's though. a horse. You're going to need yeah. a saddle
4: for him for sure.
3: Ah, uh, it's awesome. Well, I listen, I, I, mean. I, I
4: Ian has done his homework, but I, I, and I do think uh, Rodriguez is very dangerous on the feet. If the fight stays on the feet, Rodriguez is probably going to knock out Calvillo. Um, you know, her, her, her length, her range. Um, I, I think she's very dangerous. I just think, uh, sorry, why did I say Calvillo? Uh, I was talking about the Calvillo fight. Calvillo was trying to take her down, but. Calvillo doesn't have the same kind of takedowns that Esparza has. I think I think Esparza is going to be able to get her to the mat. And as good as Rodriguez is on the ground, uh, on the feet, I can't even talk today, uh, she's just not very good on on the ground. I think Esparza uh, could TKO or maybe
0: even get a submission. Uh, I like Esparza here. Um, I, I really do. I like the fight, and I like that underdog selection. We'll see how it plays out. All right, featured bout in the UFC heavyweight division where Alexander Gustafson now resides. He's a minus 290 favorite against the former champ Fabricio Verdum. Vicavallo. Cavallo can be had around plus 245 if you got the appetite for that. So this will be Gustafson's UFC heavyweight debut. I couldn't find any heavyweight fight on his resume prior in mixed martial arts. Um, Ian, what do you think here about Verdum and Gustafson on the main cut?
3: Well, here's how I pictured this went. Gustafson was watching Where Doom's last fight, and when it was over, he (laughs) shot Dana and Tex and said, I really want to come back, and I'll fight at heavyweight, and I'll fight anyone between Fabrizio Where Doom and Fabrizio Where Doom. And when Dana was like, you got it, he went, yeah. Um, Yeah. Listen, Where Doom looked like shit in that last fight. Uh, Not only did he just look terrible everywhere, his body looked like he just has been going through the COVID eating process and just didn't care. I think he didn't take Alexei Olnick too seriously, clearly. And I just think Gustafson, it gives him a chance. I, I don't know where, where Doom is really going to scare him here. He's not taking Alex down at all. There's no way. Gustafson has got great takedown defense, and the striking is light year. So if you're going to take a heavyweight fight against a name on a resume, I think Gustafson is probably uh, pretty happy at this moment, and I'm going to go with him as well.
0: I'm glad you picked Gus because I couldn't stand to hear you say Verdum another time. Ken Flo, last win for Fabricio Verdum. You don't correct
3: uh, any. He didn't even say the right person in the last fight. The fuck is this? I was waiting I
0: for it. an opportunity. I mean, I, I got enough <laughs> hours in broadcasting to know that if I can't get in right away to correct the mistake, maybe you let it lie. Maybe you find a time to circle back. You know, maybe you just let the guy fucking go. Um, you know, <laughs> um, So enough. Verdum, though, Ken Flo, last win, November of 2017. Gus has also lost two straight. That includes his last fight, which was all the way back in June of 2019. Uh, he was submitted by Anthony Lionheart Smith. So Gus has said a prohibitive favorite here. You think we get a better version of Verdum than the Olympic fight? And how do you see it?
4: I mean, I would imagine so, right? I, I mean, Verdum's got to come in better shape, uh, better game plan. It- he just looked rusty all the way around uh, and just didn't look like he put in the work in camp. So, It's tough, man. He's kind of at the end of his career a little bit. I love Fabricio, you know, the the things that he has accomplished in martial arts, you know, from his jujitsu career uh, to his submission wrestling to what he's done in mixed martial arts is it's unbelievable. Um, but I don't love this matchup here against Gustafson, even though Gustafson, uh, you know, fought, uh, you know, at two Oh five, I-, I think that Gustafson sees something in Verdum. Um, I think he believes that he's going to be able to keep this on the feet, stop the takedowns, uh, and, uh, just get the better of him on the, uh, on the feet. So, uh, I like Gustafson here. I-, I think it should be, um, you know, pretty decisive victory.
0: All right. Co-main event. You can see this on ESPN and ESPN plus. Third meeting between Shogun Hua, who's the minus 200 favorite, and Antonio Rogerio Noguera, who comes back at plus 170. All right. So I did a little research today. Kenflow, Shogun has one loss since 2014. Okay. Wrap your head around that. One fucking loss since 2014. Right. Everybody sees him on these memes. Is that what they're called Ian, right? With the skateboard, with Oven St. Prue, or whatever, yeah. right? Guys lost one time since then. Four, one, and one over his last six. Um, So he fought Little Nog in his 11th pro fight. That was that legendary pride meeting back in 2005. Then the rematch UFC 190 in 2015. Uh, That was a fight of the night, I believe. It was a second win for Shogun. They complete the trilogy here. Shogun's 38. Rogerio is 44. He was born exactly seven days after Kenny Florian in 1976. Ian Parker, who wins the co-main event and how do they get it done?
3: How is Mini Nog younger than you, Kenny? <laughs> How is that possible? Is. Looks, is. Dude, that's a lot of damage. It's a lot of miles on that on those twins. My God. Um, this is oh man. I mean, I listen, and John, that's a crazy fact with uh Shogun. I actually didn't even realize that. And I guess he he fights like once a year and he gets the win. And he's like, yo, whit wall the head, take the chips and walk away.
0: Cody's I, checking my math right now. And I believe I it's is. accurate.
3: I, I I know he is. That's the problem. Cause he wants to be able to see you. You're checking all of our shit and texting John. Like <laughs> <gets knocked> up. <laughs> hit him up. Right. Um, all right. So this, uh, listen, this is an exciting fight between two veterans. I think Shogun though, is going to win this fight. I, I think the better striker, I think if he takes this fight to the ground, he'll finish it with ground and pound. You know, <clears throat> I hate to see either one of these guys get finished, but maybe it's a better thing for them to get finished quick than to get the shit kicked out of him for three rounds. I like Shogun here. I just think that where he's at at 38 compared to what little nog's at, at at 103. Uh, I, I I like Shogun here. Uh, second round TKO. I just don't see this fight going that long. No way.
0: Can flow Shogun, little nog three. Who do you like? Ah, geez. You know, um,
4: it's really tough to see, you know, what, what, what kind of fighter we're going to see in in either of those guys. Um, they certainly have a whole lot of miles on them. Um, you know, I, I believe Shogun lost to Anthony Smith though, right? Did, did he lose to Anthony Smith? Yes, I think that's, I, I believe okay. that's
0: the loss. Like the okay. only loss, yes, the only loss. Saint that Drew. was the one. Yeah. So there's a draw in there, you know, but I just couldn't believe it. I'm looking not, at all when, the green black on Wikipedia. Ti-
3: when this and he's getting a title shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, not that Anthony Smith is the same
4: kind of guy as a Rogerio, but um I think Rogerio could pose some problems. He's got some decent hands. He hits hard. But um, I think, you know, with, with Shogun's experience, Rogerio's experience, anything can happen here. I don't think it's it's so clear who's going to win, but I'll go with Shogun as well. I, I think, you know, his ability to mix things up a little bit more than Rogerio, I think, will be the difference. Um, not sure we'll see a finish here, but uh, I like Shogun for the win as well. All right. You want to give me a method of
0: victory for the uh, record? Let, let's do decision win for Shogun. All right. UD, Shogun, Hua. All right, main event. Oh, how good is this? I got to stay awake for this one. The former UFC middleweight champion Robert Whittaker, slightly favored, minus 115. Darren Till, the gorilla, comes back at minus 105. So Till looked real good, I thought, to win over Kelvin Gastelum last November. That was UFC 244. Did what he had to do to win on points. Whittaker has been out a month longer than that. Nine fight winning streak and the title reign stopped by Israel Adesanya. That was last October, UFC 243. Ian, we'll start with you here. I mean, the winner of this fight may not get a championship opportunity, but certainly is going to be in prime position here at 185 pounds. I know we've talked about this privately. Killer main event, Whitaker Till. I'm glad I don't have to make a pick. You fucking do. Who do you like?
3: You know what? I'm surprised the lines are where, (coughs) excuse me, where they are. Um, You know, I was, uh, what's the way to explain this? I don't want to take anything away from Till's win, But I don't know if I was as impressed with Till's win as I was just so unimpressed with Gastelum not pulling the trigger at all in that fight until the last round where he finally went for some takedowns. He didn't throw a whole lot. That first round, I think Till landed like six punches to his, two. It was a feeling out process. And I just think against a guy in Robert Whitaker, you cannot do that. You know, let's look at who Whitaker lost to, and that's really it in a really long time. And it's Israel Adesanya, two fights against Romero. First time he's had really a long time injury-free to be healthy and to take the time to train, I think this is a lot for Till to take on, just going from Gastelum to the former champ, and not just a former champ, in my opinion. I think Whitaker just doesn't get a ton of credit because he's not the most popular guy and the biggest name. I mean, like, man, those fights against Romero, even though they could have went either way, Romero just didn't make weight, you know? What what he did going from 170 to 185, I think people seem to really forget, like, rebuilding that career in that division. I think he's going to be the better boxer, I think he's going to be have the better cardio. He, you know, he's been there before in the five rounds, and Till hasn't done so well in the five round fights. You know, he really hasn't. I just it, listen. I love Till's social media. I'm not happy that he said he wouldn't shag us because the and Florian pod offered that, and he said no. Uh, he also has not accepted the Ducks' invitation for an Instagram live, so there's no chance uh, I'm picking uh, him here. Uh, bias to the side, but uh, I like Robert Whitaker. I don't know if he, I really would like to say like third round TKO. I just think Whitaker has that in him, but at the moment I'm going to play it safe and say Whitaker wins by decision.
0: And what a fight it figures to be. If it goes 25 minutes, can flow Whitaker, the favorite here for our purposes on a Monday. Who do you like in the main event?
4: Uh, till did beat wonder boy in a five rounder, didn't he?
0: Was that a five
3: rounder? If you go back and watch that fight and you could honestly tell me you thought till won that, well, wow, yeah, but that was, that was the only one. Um. That was a really, I mean, John, I don't know if you agree. That was a real controversial win.
4: I, I thought Wonderboy Wonder won that as well. I agree with you. But, um, you know, I think when you look at who the better karate fighter is, Wonderboy uh, or Whitaker, I think Wonderboy is still kind of head and shoulders above it, you know, in my opinion, as, as far as a striker. However, you know, that blitzing style that Whitaker has, It definitely can pose a problem um, for someone like Darren Till. You look at the way that Masvidal uh, knocked him out. Um, It was a stomp into that little blitz. uh, And Darren Till's got to be very smart and very respectful of that blitz of Robert Whitaker. He's nasty with the blitz. He's nasty with that left hook. Um, Not that I see Darren Till attempting too many takedowns against Whitaker, but clearly Whitaker has some serious takedown defense, Um, has a ton of experience in five round fights. Um, both these guys, you know, have dealt with some losses and they've always come back stronger. Um, Whitaker, you know, kind of being embarrassed, uh, by Adesanya in his last fight, you got to imagine he's going to be way more settled down, way more composed in this fight, but Darren Till can pose a lot of problems. Um, I I think he's still going to be big for that division might be the bigger man, even against, uh, Whitaker. So I'm curious. I think if Darren Till goes out there and is very patient and plays that, you know, round by round game and tries to play the point game, I think he can do very well and probably pull off a decision win. Can he stay disciplined enough? I'm not so sure. I I think when you look at the guy who's been there 25 minutes against some of the best in the world again and again, um, I like Robert Whitaker to win. uh, Let's go by decision um, again here. Well, let's let's go with Whitaker.
0: All right. Both the experts like Robert Whitaker. And I do believe competing without fans in these environments. Right. And, And Fight Island is louder than the UFC Apex in Vegas. It's a 30 foot octagon. Seems like a bigger floor. It's louder. Right. Like at one point I said, stunned silence after a finish and people were getting on me. But it was seriously quieter in that moment than it had been prior. So I do think that it can lend itself to a slow start, uh, which to Ian's point, maybe wouldn't be great for Darren Till. But I also think you've seen a lot of guys who really start quickly, Aljamain Sterling and others. So uh, it's a unique environment. I think Whitaker's style might be pretty conducive to it, but uh, I guess we shall find out. All right. Any quick picks here for the record? Uh, Ian Welterweight, Alex Oliveira, minus 170, Peter Sabata, plus 150. Which way are you going there?
3: Cowboy Oliveira.
0: can flow. Cowboy Oliveira. Peter Sabata. Who do you like? Man. I'll go
4: with Oliveira as well. All
0: right. And then at light heavyweight, guys, Gad Zamorad to Gulab, minus 130. Uh, Paul Bear Jew Craig, plus 110. Ian, what do you got?
3: As much as I love the Bear Jew, um, I can never, ever pick him or bet on him for all the obvious reasons. So whatever the other guy's fucking last name is that you said... I right. took too long making a joke right. about Bear you. I didn't get the pronunciation, so All fuck
0: right. me. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll you
3: go whatever. with Antigulov.
0: i will pronounce Ante it for Gouloff.
3: you, too. No yeah. fucking
0: yeah. on All right, well, we are going to uh, mercifully get on out of here. com is now live. There's codes up there if you want merchandise. Ian, have you purchased a T-shirt with the AF monogram on it yet, or are you waiting for the duck T-shirts?
3: You know, I was gonna say something about Cody. The shipping is so delayed because of COVID. Yes, I'm waiting for the duck. Yes, I'm waiting for the duck. Two shirts.
0: Yes. Unbelievable, <laughs> this guy, right? T- I mean, consummate team guy in so many respects, right? Um, yet you drop fucking five Gs on a 250 pound Thanos. We can't buy an Anakin <laughs> Florian podcast. It was. Oh. He
3: was not fine. I swear. I know. God. I know. Was it, was it was a rescue. It's a rescue, right? He, and he definitely was not. I am not rescuing a dog that's going to be as big as fucking Brock Lesnar. I will not You're take right. that chance. <laughs> you know, I will not take that chance. No, right. this dog was not, was not 5,000. It was from a breeder. He was affordable. He looks like a fucking. He's got the coolest colors. Good, yeah.
4: good yeah, luck picking up him. those massive poops, by the way. Oh my God. Oh, it's like picking up a little baby so every big. time you shit.
3: Dude, I can't believe it. Like, he came home. He came in here, and I took him for a walk. He took a dump, and I'm like. <laughs> You no, know, like at least give me like a few months before you hit big weight. He's shitting as big as my seventy five pound boxer and he's only twenty pounds and I didn't even fucking feed him. I don't even know what, what you need a check
1: to pick that up.
3: I got a fucking shovel and like a hefty bag attached to it. Just gonna fucking right into my sister in law's backyard that lives right next to me Yeah. Well, She's got a chihuahua and a Chihuahua I'm gonna be like, It's your dog.
0: Yeah. Well,
4: Kenny, let's be honest. I mean they're in Florida. They're not picking up any of that poop. Come on.
0: That's true.
3: <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I, when I was a dog owner, I, I
0: did pick that up. But you're right. Not a great it's percentage in down here. No, so uh, in the
3: backyard. What do I gotta pick
0: up? COVID nineteen has been really good for dogs, though, right? There are a lot of people who are becoming first time dog owners. Rescues flying off the shelves. You know. Then you got people like Ian, who and I, your your response was great. Like it's insane. Right. To welcome a 200 pound dog into the family. Right. Like I can't even wrap my head around that. I got three dependents downstairs and you texted me. You only live once. And I do think that's sort of your attitude in a lot of respects. And I do think with that mindset, uh, I wish you all the best. But this is a crazy undertaking. You know,
3: my dad said to me, one of the the probably the coolest thing about being an adult is that you can get a dog whenever you want. Your parents can't say shit. Yeah, because they always said no to me about a dog and right. Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it was, and uh, I didn't even get a TV in my room until I was a fucking junior in high school. So, listen, it's uh, it's probably not the best decision.
0: I'm gonna yeah. be honest;
3: it's probably yeah. really terrible. No. But
0: no, it's what great. What it's are we great.
3: Doing? What are we gonna do? It's with COVID. And, you know, hey
0: man, the dog pressure I got downstairs has never been hotter. Right, Obviously. Yeah. Right, all their friends are fucking every other day. Fucking getting a text. Oh, Stella got a dog. Oh, the neighbors got a fucking dog, you know, so um, send, send them
3: to my, send them to my house. Let them do the responsibilities for a day. And I guarantee they go home and they go, dad, I want a fucking guinea pig.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me, that, give well, me a
3: goldfish. Yeah. You know, that, we got
0: fish. We got fish. All right. We got to get on out of here. Anacornpodcast.com and flows a uh, Jitsu school as Cody's Beautiful dog is now sharing our screen. MerakiBJJ.com. Um, uh, we got to get on out of here. We'll be back on Monday. We'll, we'll recap Whitaker Till. And uh, UFC fights keep on coming. Hopefully it's Las Vegas. Hopefully it's Holly Holm and Rene Aldana on August 1st. And uh, we'll have picks from the fellas uh, next week. Thanks to Ray Longo and Jared Gordon. A couple of New Yorkers. Ian Parker. Way too much New York today. This has been... A VMG production. Thanks to our producer, Cody Merrow. For Ken Paul, John Anik. We'll talk to you guys in less than seven days. Until then, just don't text and drive. Wear your fucking mask. Yo, later.